Ecclesiastes 2, verse 18 through 26. I hated all my toil in which I toil under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he'll be wise or a fool. Yet he will be the master for which all I toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toils of my labors under the sun. Because sometimes a person who's toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave everything to be enjoyed by someone who did not toil for it. This also is a vanity and a great evil. What has a man from all toil and striving of heart with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of sorrow, and his work is a vexation. Even the night, his heart does not rest. This also is vanity. There is nothing better for a person than he should eat, drink, and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? For to the one who ple- uh, let me start over. For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting, only to give to the one who pleases God. This is also vanity and a striving after the wind. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the, the, the preacher here is kind of driving this point home. Mm. Um, nothing is ultimate but God, mm. even your work. And this is interesting. The American dream is this. Work hard, accumulate a lot, move to Florida, right? <laughs> Collect right. seashells, you know, have right. fun, ride on a boat. Mm. Um but what if you die? You know, what if you like, you know, you hear all these stories. I hear these stories all the time. Like so-and-so retired and they built their dream house and then they, like two weeks later, they died, you know? <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I hear yeah. that a lot. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I met a guy last week, you know, he was, uh, built his dream house in Florida. I mean, this is this story. And then, mm. you know, they'd been there like two months. He was on a walk with his wife, just enjoying, they worked their whole lives for this, right? Gone. And then she died. Um, and now he's just all alone and, and, um, and, you know, I mean, maybe he's enjoying Florida and the sunny sands or whatever, but he, you know, the point is, I mean, Solomon or the preacher really gets at this. Mm. Um, what is toil worth? We we live in this world that says, do the next thing, do the next thing, do the next thing, Mm. and then you'll get what you've always wanted. And, and I think what Solomon's saying is, no, if you do the next thing, the next thing, you'll just give it to the person that comes after you and they may be a fool yeah uh which is also a classic american tale you know they call they 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 talk about the third generation Mm. right so the first generation works hard and makes all the money the second generation because they didn't always live in wealth takes the money and doesn't blow it but the third generation who always grew up in the lap of luxury blows it all like becomes a fool uh, I think Solomon, I mean, it's like we, we needed modern sociology to tell us this, but actually the book of Ecclesiology, actually the book of Ecclesiastes tells us this. So yeah, what are your thoughts on the passage? Yeah, it's just interesting. I mean, I see the, I see the writer of Ecclesiastes, this preacher, and he's, he's just kind of like 
overturning every stone in his life. Mm-hmm. Like he's looking yes. at his accomplishments. He's looking at his his gardens, you know, all the beauty of his kingdom. He's looking at just all these different things. And so this is, I mean, like you're saying, like this is an interesting stone to unter- to overturn. That he's saying, like even the even the toil that I do, it's going to be given to some fool later on who's going to enjoy. Which might it. be his offspring, but yeah, still, <laughs> exactly, it might be his offspring. And uh, I mean, assuming that this is Solomon, like this actually proved to be true, and and the offspring and the descendants of of Solomon, the kings of of Israel, did kind of blow all the, all this. But um, so it's just kind of it, it's interesting. And, and sometimes what's interesting about it too is it's it's actually sometimes the the wealth that becomes the curse like right you know it is what makes that person a fool right um you know a lot of the most foolish and uh people of little understanding that i know are people that have so much wealth and privilege that they don't actually have to live in Mm. the real world Mm. i'm not saying that's universally true right there are some people I know that have grown up in great wealth and privilege that are incredibly thoughtful and incredibly, you know, in touch with the world. But right. But a lot that's 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 almost uncommon when you see that. A lot yeah. of the people that just really become fools are the people that they've never really had to work hard. They've never really had to do anything. And so here it's interesting. He's he's almost saying, like, what is my tool? I'm just gonna give it to the person after me. And then uh the person after me might be a fool. And it's almost as if what I've seen is that the, the the toil actually makes the person after you a fool because mm-hmm. they've they've received so much. Yeah. So so in the second part of the passage, I mean, he's he's going on, and this is this is kind of the first time in Ecclesiastes that he's that he's getting down to the hand of God, right? Or, as it says, yes. um, which it, doesn't come up a lot. It doesn't come up a lot. I mean, yeah. it's basically just talking about the vanity of life. Um, and so it says in verse twenty four, "There's nothing better for a person that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his to- toil." This also I saw is from the hand of God, uh, and so he he is he is kind of he is kind of coming around to the realization that you know unless it's from the hand of God, unless it's pleasing the 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 former the one who forms the Creator, then um, it really is vanity and all is striving after wind. Yeah, and 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 I think even like the feasting. There, there is a little bit of a reflection. I think one of the things that Christians have misunderstood about the nature of life in God is that we suffer and toil and have no fun in this life, and then we will be rewarded and have no responsibilities in the life to come. And actually, I think, like, to some degree, like, the opposite is really real. I think, like, yes, there is a time for work, and there is a time to feast. Mm. And I think Jesus proves this. You know, this is true the life of Jesus. He's very fastidious about what the Lord's called him to, but he also is dining with people. He's also right. eating with people. And 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 then, you know, I think in the new heavens, new earth, um, I don't exactly know what this looks like. It won't be a vain toil, but there will be toil. There will be effort. There will right. be, we'll use our giftedness. We'll serve the Lord somehow. We'll right. serve one another somehow. I, think the, I don't think these things go away. Yeah. So it's not that that's just all feasting and this is all work or that this is all work and that's all feasting. I think it's just there there is a how has God ordered the world question. Yeah. That I think we all that we all should be answering. Yeah. 
I think there, I think we should find enjoyment in our work. I mean, I think what you're saying is like, don't work and do all the toil and then, and then one day just move to Florida and think that that, that is when you've arrived. We need to, and we need to find enjoyment in our work. And I would point out that even before the fall in Genesis one and two, God gives Adam and Eve a, a mandate to, to keep the garden and to cultivate it. And so he's already given them work to do before the fall has even entered in. And so uh, presumably they are going to enjoy that work That's right. as they enjoy yeah. their relationship with the Lord. It was the curse that made work such a bear. Right. Uh, but Jesus, when he comes, he redeems all things. And so he can, he redeems our work and we can find enjoyment in our work. We can find purpose. We can find um, pleasure in what we do in, in everyday life. And I think the preacher here, and this is just to set up tomorrow's reading is, is moving toward this understanding that it's actually God who has like formed and shaped, given a shape to all of life. Um, and so let's look to him to find his rhythms, to find his shape, to find what's true. So we'll, we'll talk more about that tomorrow for Barrett Fisher. Okay, so these. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.